Welcome to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. During today's program, your host, Mark Friedman, may discuss specific financial planning and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Always consult a certified financial planning professional, qualified attorney, or tax advisor prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. And now here's the host of Dollars and Cents, Mark Friedman of Friedman Financial. If you don't wanna see me, did a full one, about the way I was did the heartbreak change me maybe Welcome back to another edition of Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. It's a wonderful day here in the month of June, first weekend in June, and I've got a special guest with me in studio today. Christian Karcher, our Director of Financial Planning, is joining us today. How are you today, Christian? I'm doing well. How are you, Mark? I'm doing fine. My name is Mark Friedman. I forgot to introduce myself. My normal business partner, uh, Marion Gilman, she is on vacation this week, so I'm sure she's having a great time, and we're actually kind of having fun here, right? Uh, we are, yeah. Just financial planning. In a language clients. you can understand. Absolutely. That's, that's what we're doing. It's, it's, is, it, is the culture a little bit different here when Marion's not here? Uh, a little bit. Uh, it's a little less busy because there's not as many clients coming in to see her. Um, but otherwise, it's yeah, pretty much the same. Business as usual. Old, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been busy. It's been, it's been great, actually. Um, it, is, it appears that the debt ceiling issue is no longer um, of any concern. Not that we were saying it was of any concern in the weeks that led up to this. But it seems like we're coming close to an agreement, and um, it looks like this will not be a worry at all. That that is true, and you know what? It's it, like you said, we weren't worried in the office, but it is nice to just not even have the glint of possibility um, to be happening. So it's nice that we we got it resolved, and we can focus on you know more things that we can control uh, in our yeah. own financial lives uh, instead of having outside influences impacting things. You're absolutely right. I mean that is the debt ceiling issue is one of those things that is beyond our control. But we make it feel like we have some control over it because we are inundated with sound bites and media headlines that lead to discussions around the kitchen table at restaurants, at work, at all sorts of different places. So I'm glad that's behind us. It looks like um we have a very exciting summer ahead of us. The weather is warming up here in Massachusetts. Yes, the Celtics are out. Disappointing game seven, but Christian's not too happy. He liked to stick it to me, right? Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to be Come gracious. On, no, you, My you, team lost in the very first no, round, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna your team twist lost. The knife. And who, who did you have? The the one seed? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, uh, should have had the two seed, and I could have made it to the Eastern Conference Final before I saw uh, Marquette, Milwaukee legend. Jimmy Butler play. Oh, he had to throw that in there, right? Yes. He had to throw it in there. Yeah, least. yeah. There we go. You, you guys in the Midwest, you are so kind about, <laughs> oh, oh, it was a great series. No, it drove us nuts in the Celtics series. But nevertheless, I guess we're now on to the Red Sox. And we'll see what happens there. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope they just don't ruin our summer. But anyways, one of the things that has happened over the past couple of years, and this is an idea that you would came up, come up with for us to talk about today, was the fact that savings rates in America have grown tremendously. 
and more and more people seem to have more and more cash in the bank, maybe it's because they're scared to invest. Maybe it's a variety of reasons. But I know you had some perspectives on that that you wanted to share, Christian. And so I'll turn it over to you and kind of lay it all out there. What are you thinking? Why do people have so much money in cash? Well, there, there's a lot of reasons. And I think it happens at a few points in people's lives. When you get a big promotion, when your kids leave the house and are finally self-sufficient on their own, what ends up happening is your income is significantly higher than your expenses. And what we see in this office is people get very used to how much they are spending on a day-to-day -day basis. And they kind of continue to do that. And so if you're spending, you know, maybe you've got college costs that you're paying for out of pocket and now your kids get a job, they move out, um, they're mostly self-sufficient and all of a sudden that twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year that you've been spending to help support your children is now just sitting there building up and you're not spending that extra money on your own fun things because you're so used to your own spending and so that money just starts accumulating in the bank and what we've seen a lot particularly with rates rising over the last year particularly is there's a lot of people who are accumulating that money in accounts that are earning next to nothing yeah it's it's frustrating i mean when they when you ask people about money that's in cash money that's in the bank and they still say i'm earning next to nothing we just shake our heads now because look we we all became a little complacent we all just assumed that interest rates at a bank we're going to pay nothing and especially if you're at a big bank if you're at bank of america td bank um, any, any of the big ones, Chase, etc. they're not paying much in the way of interest for a variety of reasons. But as we've found out, and we've been talking about this for probably eight months now, interest rates are pretty attractive. Right. You can find at most um, smaller banks or even some of the larger banks or the online mid -sized banks, banks mid-sized banks, you'll be able to find three or four percent uh, maybe even up to 5% on money markets and short-term CDs. Yeah, I mean, I was amazed when I actually looked at this week that, you know, we had been talking about our ability here at LPL Financial is we can get our clients access to money market funds. Now, granted, they're not FDIC insured. We can get them access to money market funds that we're paying in the mid fours. And I just looked this week and it's now paying 5%. Yep. And that is daily liquid. Right. Daily liquid money market account at 5%. Now, that's us. There are plenty of other places you can go. You're, you're seeing as you drive around, you see signs up for 5.3% six-month CDs. Yep. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I always thought it was funny when you'd see these signs up at area banks that saying, we're offering a high-yield savings account at 0.9%. What makes that so high-yield? But folks, 5%, 4%, even 3.5%, those are pretty darn attractive interest rates to be looking at for your cash. Particularly for people who have larger amounts of cash that they have built up. You know, you take 5% of $100,000. Well, all of a sudden that's that's $5,000. That's it's a lot of money. That, that's a significant amount of money. Well, well, but there's also people that then for years who have looked to take some of their savings and they've said, well, I, I wanna buy a house, but I don't plan to buy the house for a year or two, so maybe I will see if I can invest it in the stock market. Now, we have always argued against that. We have always said, you know, you, you want to invest for the long term, not for the short term. Anything can happen in short term intervals. But right now, I think if you were looking at buying a house right now or buying it within the next year, you would be foolish to be leaving your money in the stock market 
knowing full well that for the next 12 months, you can get four or 5% on your money in an FDIC insured bank account, perhaps a non-FDIC insured money market account, but the rates are still there to get some liquidity in and have some certainty. Yep. So you don't have to live in fear if what if the market goes down? Absolutely. So Mark, what would you say to someone who is one of those people who's accumulating money in the bank? Um, maybe they've got some of it in a high yield savings account, they're getting 3%, but they're saying, you know, I'm not saving up for a house. I'm not saving up for something big right now. Um, maybe I need to be saving more for retirement in 10 to 15 years. Um, what would you say to them? Well, first thing I would say is, let's be sure we understand your entire financial situation. Because oftentimes I see many people, especially younger folks, who accumulate money in cash because they're scared to invest in the stock market. But they also maintain big credit card bills. Ah. And, and they tell me that they're carrying, oh, it's not so bad. I only have ten dollars or $12,000 out in credit card debt. But they're paying 15, 20%. I said, you could take money out of your bank account right now, pay off the credit card, not have to worry about paying 15 or 20% a year on your money. And they still don't want to do it. And maybe you can help me understand why is it that a young person doesn't want to do that right now? They tell me, well, then I'd have less money in the bank. Well, I think there's a security to having money in the bank that, that you don't quite get from having an available credit line and a credit card. Um, obviously, would not recommend carrying credit card balances, but I think it's also people uh, often get into a habit of, okay, I don't necessarily pay off my credit card. Maybe I just have it paying $500 a month and sometimes it's six and so a balance starts to build and they just kind of get used to doing that and they don't really think about the extra fees. I know one of your big pet peeves is people uh, paying ATM fees. People Drives just, me nuts. People just get used to paying three, four percent to take money out of an ATM or they get used to paying the interest on the credit card because it's not that much money if it's on a smaller balance and I think there's just a level of um, uncertainty and, and people just not taking the time to really think through the whole consequence when you stretch it out over a long period of time. No, I, th I think you're right. I mean, there's, there's a challenge with financial literacy in this country, I believe. Yeah. But I also think there's a challenge with dealing with what is the most efficient and easiest way to get something done. And usually it requires a fee. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that you could actually walk up to the box office at a theater and buy tickets and not have to pay the ticket master charge or any of those other things. You could go and just buy the ticket. But oh, but then I got to figure out getting to the, so they getting to the theater, maybe taking an Uber, whatever it is, or driving in the gas. So you're right, there is opportunity costs, opportunity costs that we, we let, that we can try to protect by paying those fees. But going back to your original question though, that you would ask me, what do you do with, if you have cash in the bank? You know, I think there's a lot of people that need to start looking at upping their contributions to their 401k plans. I think they need to be sure that they're contributing even more than what the match is being offered at their current company. I think a lot of people say, well, my company offers 3%, so I'll at least contribute 3%. You gotta start putting in more than that. You gotta save for the future. The world is not gonna be filled with pensions when you approach retirement. It's gonna be on you to have your money. And putting money aside on a regular basis, ongoing, automatic savings plan, can really be rewarding over time. Yet, I knew that when I was younger. I was, learned, I was always taught 
that the younger you are, the more time you have. Put money into the market, forget about it, don't worry about it. And frankly, I took that advice that my father gave me and I always dollar cost averaged, added money every month, even if it was $50 or $100 to start. And it really blows me away to see how much is this has accumulated. After 30 years of marriage, it's really grown. Absolutely. But why are younger people so so afraid to do that? Well, so I, I, I'll, I'll flip this around. I'm not sure that people are afraid to do it. I think very often people start doing it. They hear that advice. They go, that's great. And they start putting money into the market. And what younger people eventually find out, but through your 20s, you're not really thinking about this. A long time means a long time. You it means not, more than the years I have been alive and can remember. Not a the long six o'clock news. That's not long time. Not and not even a year or two years. Um, when I got out of, uh, or when I first got my first internship um, in this field, I, I started a Roth IRA. Should I, we start like story time music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it's, it's a very, it's a very quick, quick story. <laughs> it's good, but it was around 2014. Yep. And so I put money in, and for the next two and a half, three years. The money kind of just went up and down, up and down. The market was pretty flat for that period of time. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, what if, why am I still putting money? Like, and, and so this is what happens when people are contributing money and all of a sudden they get a period of time where there aren't spectacular returns like we saw right after COVID. And they start going, huh, is this really worth, worth it? And it takes a longer period of time and more, um, more years of okay, the market went up and it went down and it went up and went down and went sideways and went back up. It takes time before that really starts to kick in and it takes time before that 10% growth because 10% on $2,000 is $200. You make $200 on a big 10% update, okay, fine. But two, that 10% that increase when it's $100,000, all of a sudden that's where you're going, okay, that's a significant amount. And I worry that too many people give up before they get to that and, and I also think that there's a tendency right now to hear so many stories, whether it's through social media, all the feeds that we get, you hear about stories of people who have made money very quickly. Yes. And if people aren't making money quickly, they say, oh, I gotta make a change. I gotta go do something different. And that can be the biggest mistake you make. That's what's called tactical or speculative investing. Yes. And, and, and you gotta be real careful about that. The other thing that I see more and more people doing is setting up Robinhood accounts, and you see this all the time. Yep. And the other new thing, especially here in Massachusetts, you wanna make quick money? Sports betting. That's <laughs> another thing that's been going on with all the sports teams that have been going on. I mean, my son, Corey, well, you've all met Corey or on the radio or in person or whatever. Corey decides he's gonna bet $10 on something that's called a parlay, and he bets 10 baseball teams, picked just random 10 baseball teams to win in one day. Now, what's the likelihood of that all that happening? Very small because he won $1,033. So what a terrible sense of security to do with his cash to think, well, dad, well, I can make money quickly like that. Well, I was going to say, sometimes the worst thing that can happen to someone who's just speculating and, and playing with something like sports betting or like Robinhood is to have one really big winner. Because right. all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, that's possible. That's that's something that I can do. When realistically, the chances of that happening are a thousand to one or a hundred to one. And so you keep putting money into it and all of a sudden you're back to even or you're starting to lose. Right. Well, we ran into somebody just this past week who had a small Robinhood account and mm -hmm. you looked at that portfolio and you said, 
That looks like a typical portfolio that every other person has had. What, in Robinhood, yes. What, what made you re- react to what Tell me what you were thinking when you saw that. Well, I, I saw a lot of what I've seen in a lot of people's Robinhood accounts. They they purchased stocks that were really hot on Robinhood because Robinhood will tell you these are the stocks that people are buying on this app right now. And everyone bought them and they, they had a, a really good run for a while. And then everyone else in the investing world looked at it and said, that company is not worth that amount of money. And slowly over the course of two, three years, they went back down. And all of a sudden, these stocks that everyone was buying, everyone was buying. I mean, I look at a Robinhood account and I see the same five or six stocks right. that everyone was buying. And they're all now at 80% losses. Right. And that's just... And and so now, like yesterday, I got a call from somebody, a long-term client of ours, who decided, he said to me, Mark, he says, um, I see AI is doing really well. What do you think I should be investing in, in AI? Mm-hmm. And, and I reminded him that AI has done well. AI meaning artificial intelligence. And he was referring to a couple stocks that he had seen on CNBC. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you realize that they're up already 300% for the year? And he says, yeah, but they say that it could go you know, so much higher. Yes, but it's likely along the way that it's gonna have several resets. And how would you feel if you lost 50% before you started making money? And it all of a sudden made him realize that maybe this is not gonna just go in one direction. Right. And so one of the things that we've been talking about here today is what to do with the excess cash that many people have in their bank accounts. And and one of the things that I, I'm hearing from you, Christian, is saying, let's not speculate with it. Right. What are some other things they shouldn't do with cash? Uh, you know, the, well, we said not not to speculate, not to speculate, um, not to not to do sports betting, <laughs> yeah, um, not to maintain credit card balances and build up cash. Sure, but what should they be doing with it? Maybe I'll ask. Well, you that. I, I think that's a better question, and I think that comes back to planning because we run into a lot of people who are in their early sixties, late fifties. Kids leave the house; they they're starting to build up this cash, and they say, "Well, I got to do something with it." And we say, "Well, you could invest it." But here's the other thing. We've got this financial plan that we were looking at. And we knew knew that you would have some excess cash here. And without saving another nickel besides what you're saving into your 401k, we still think you're going to have a fine retirement at your current spending level. So here's my suggestion to you. Take a vacation. Spend some of the money. Cuz we don't because throwing the money into an investment account and letting it grow for 20 years and then leaving it to your kids in 30, 40 years isn't also the best option for it. It's so for true. some people, it depends on the plan, but some people, the answer is, hey, we gotta start spending more money. Yeah, that's and so the answer, when you're looking at overall things, and if, if there's any message that I got from you today and, and from what we're hearing is, first of all, in every client's case, the answer is, it, it depends. depends. And people hate that. A lot of people wanna go to a podcast, they wanna go to listen to Susie Orman, or they wanna pick up a book, and they wanna get the answer to their question. And the problem is everybody's situation is very, very different. The solutions are there if you're willing to allow someone to understand your entire financial situation. Expose yourself so that people can look at everything because in many cases, like you just said, and we see this far more often than not, is that you are already on the right trajectory towards achieving your goals. You could perhaps spend even more. Others, you have to spend less. Others, you have to buckle it up. But you gotta understand, you can't compare yourself to your neighbor, to your parents, to your children, to your siblings, whomever it might be. Everybody's different. And at Friedman Financial, we're focused on understanding your needs, putting your financial interests first. If now is the time for you to get serious about your financial planning and investment management needs, 
we'd love the opportunity to talk to you. Whether you're 80 years old or 28 years old, give us a call. We have the specialists, we have the professionals here to guide you. We are certified financial planners. We're gonna give you fiduciary-like advice, meaning we are going to place your interest first, always. Our phone number 978-531-8108. That's 978-531-8108. Or visit us on the web, that thing called the World Wide Web. Friedmanfinancial.com. That's Friedman. Two E's and one D. That's right. I messed it up, didn't no, I? No, no, no. Two E's and one D. We <laughs> and always one do D. two E's and a D. You know, but it's well, okay. I just want to specify These, how many D's. That's, that's right. It's only one D and two E's. Yes. That's right. You. So Friedmanfinancial.com. Go to the website. Um, go to the bottom of any page. You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You can get all sorts of information on our firm, what makes us different, why we are known as the House of Financial Advice in a language you can understand. That's gonna do it for us today. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back again with more financial advice in a language you can understand next week. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Please consult a certified financial planning planner, tax professional, or attorney prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC.